Sad, 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 Hey everybody, this is Ed Lover. This is Come On Son, the podcast. And as usual, is being brought to you by my favorite people, cigarsinternational.com. You can go on me on so I mean go on me. You can follow me on social media at Ed Lover on Instagram and see me lighting up a very, very, very beautiful cigar. It's a leaf by Oscar Maduro. You can see me unwrap it. I'll be doing more cigar reviews all over my social media and at times right here on Come On Son, the podcast. I'm fresh off vacation. I was on vacation. I went home, enjoyed myself back to Atlanta, laid up with the wife and saw the kids and and just chilled out with the family and had a great 4th of July barbecue. But now I'm back here in Chicago. So shout out to everybody in Atlanta. And today I decided to podcast some very lovely special friends of mine that I work with every morning in Chicago on 104.3 Jams. You can get it on the radio.com app. Just type in 104.3 Jams Chicago Ed Lover Morning Show. Uh, Jen BT is here with me. Good morning, Jen. Buenos dias. That's Jen. I got Angie Marie with me. Hi, Angie. Hello. And I got my super producer, Krista Hayes, with me. What's up, Krista? Hi, Ed. How are you? AKA, uh, she is actually the producer of this podcast. And we work very closely together and have been working yeah, yeah. together for some time now. So what, what do we want to podcast about today, lady? Gosh. Um, sex. Let's talk I, sex. Oh, wow. Why did you Let's have to put us Let's talk sex because like this that, is sir. something that we have been discussing for a long <laughs> time. We all have different perspectives on it. Jen is married. How long have you been married, Jen? Seven years. Seven years. Uh, Krista is in a relationship. I am. Ange is in a relationship. She is. So let's talk about sex, ladies and gentlemen. So first of all, let's start off with this part. Krista, you were celibate for a while. Wow. All wow. Right? For a while. Wow. Right? Yeah, I was. Let's, you know I keep it 100% no, I real. I for sure. That's right? what And, and tell everybody why you just decided to become celibate. I practiced celibacy for approximately six months. I was transitioning into more of a spiritually focused lifestyle. Um, we had a couple changes last year with our show. I had some lifestyle changes, and I just wanted to kind of fast away from things that I was used to getting conveniently, like on my own dime, on my own like time. And, you know, that was just one of the things that I had given up for six months. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't partying. Wasn't really listening to secular music. And sex was something that was always super convenient, you know, between my boyfriend and I. And we both, you know, we weren't together at the time. But I just personally wanted to take a vow of celibacy. And then we got back together and it just went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> now, is, 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 the, is the vow of celibacy, do you feel like that was part of a cleansing Yes. Process for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going without it for such a long period of time. And it's, six months might not even be a long time for six some people. Six months is a long time. <laughs> six months is a very long time. Let me ask you a, a question Pri- prior to that, and I'll ask all three of y'all the same question. And Jen, I'm going to need you to, like, if we only got two mics in here, so you can swing the mic for around sure. for Jen um, and for Ange. Before... What is the longest period of time that you've gone since you started having sex oh my God. without having any sex whatsoever? And, every- and please, are we going to keep it 100% honest here? Let's start by what age did you start oh having so sex? So Jen and Angie, y'all are going to keep it 100 too, right? Yes, of course. Absolutely. Jen, what age yeah, did you start having first. sex? 
18. 18 was your first time? Yes, and I planned it. I went to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> I got the birth control. I said, when I turn 18, I am having the sex. And I told my boyfriend, we start. We were dating all through high school. And I said, you are not taking my virginity until I turn 18. So I'm a what, good did girl. You, what were you doing before then? Like, Was it just like making Ooh, out? A lot of, lot of rubbing things together. A lot of heavy petting. It was, ooh. And he was a virgin too, pobrecito. It was probably the worst, the worst experience ever. We we both did not know what we were doing. You know, it took time to get into a groove. So I wouldn't recommend two virgins getting together for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody gotta have some kind of experience in that. So the first time, did you guys like how long did the first time last for you, Jen? Was it painful? Uh, it just wasn't what I thought it would be. I was like, this isn't doing anything. I, I thought it would be like, you know, what you see on video. Like, I was like, hot and sweaty <laughs> and uh, an orgasm. And I was like, this is just uncomfortable. And it was uncomfortable for him, too, because I think, you know, you're bending ways you're not used to bending. It was just a hot mess. And we're just like, eh, let's just do this another time. We were both looking at each other like, wah, wah, this was horrible. (laughs) Angie, when when did you first start, Angie Marie, when did you first start having sex? Um, I was 16 years old. So, yeah, and my first time was in a car, actually. Nice. Nice, you little slut bag, you. Nice. (laughs) No Planned Parenthood for you, huh? You ain't planned. No, it definitely was not planned. How did it happen? Did it just kind of, like, did it kind of just happen? Yeah, I mean, I was dating this guy for, I think, like, a couple months. And then one day we were just in the car and we just decided to do it. How do you just decide to do it? At least something has to lead up to it. Like, there's some heavy petting going on and then somebody unbuckles something. or Yeah, I mean, I think. it? Did you? Did you say that? I'm ready now. I'm pretty sure I was the one who initiated it. But I don't know. I guess we were, like, making out. And then it was like, you know, one thing led to another. We put the seats down and we were like, okay, we're going to do this. Y'all going to do it right there in the car. Did it hurt? Was it painful? How long did it last? it was pretty good, actually. It was? It didn't hurt, yeah. Good for you. With no blood all over the place? No blood. (laughs) Hey, that's what happens when a woman's hymen oh. get popped for the I first time sometimes. Not for everybody, but did you bleed, Jen? No, yeah. I think that's an urban myth. You didn't bleed at all? No, I didn't either. But then they say women who are active, like gymnastics or sports. Yeah, yeah I. Then yeah, then yeah. You, you probably don't bleed. Yeah, I danced for 14 years, so I'm sure maybe that oh, has something to do with it. Oh, so you guys probably broke your hymens a long time ago, huh? Probably, doing the splits. Yeah, doing the splits, <laughs> doing whatever. And that's for you, uh, Miss Krista, uh, a.k.a. Homicide. When did it happen for you? So, because I know your daddy, and I know that man uh, watched you like a motherfucker. Yeah. So I was. It happened when I was eighteen. I was a senior in high school. I had a boyfriend at like a rivalry high school. Okay, he was white. I just want to throw that out there. So my Ooh. first love was actually a white man. Okay, and I just it was just it wasn't romantic, but it was very innocent. He wasn't innocent. I was innocent. Come to find out, but yeah, he was just. Is is that something that you guys kind of think that your first time is going to be? Well, it was a cool romance that you see on Mm -hmm. television and the music. It was hyped up. Mine was through Cruel Intentions. Did did you ever see the movie with Ryan Philippe, Cruel Intentions? And the girl lost her virginity to Ryan Philippe. And it was so, oh, they were crying and they were under the sheets and it was sunlight peeking in through the windows. I thought it was going to be just like that. Yeah, I wanted my first time to be like the Titanic. I wanted it to be steamy and like my hands on a window. It wasn't like that at all. It was dirty and nasty in the backseat of a car with beer bottles in the back like Angie's was. It was embarrassing. (laughs) So from the time that you guys started having sex, 
And then I'll tell you how old I was when I had my first sexual experience. From the time you guys started having sex, before, Crystal, your celibacy, right. what's the longest you had ever gone without having sex? So this is going to say a lot about me, but... Oh, this is so bad. We keeping it 100% real oh, here on, no, on the Come On Sun podcast. Mine was like maximum 30 days. Maximum. 30 days And max. that's on some like, if I'm not dating anyone, if I'm not talking to anybody, I would be the one that would call up your old action and say, what's popping? Because you're not adding to your list of numbers because you'd already been with them before. <laughs> mm, that's quite a week. Yes, it makes plenty of sense. How about you, Ange, the longest you went since you started having sex? Um, so it's been about like a year and a half right now. Oh, wow. And she's not celibate. This is like on. Some, and this is yeah, this, I'm not. I'm I'm I don't I don't choose to be celibate right now. Yeah. Let's just say that you celibate by not by choice. How about you, uh, Jen? Because you're married. I'm married. I can't remember. I mean, I want to <laughs> say in married life, maybe like a month unless there's a baby. And then you got to wait like. Two months, but when I was single, maybe a month. Yeah, that sounds about maybe right. Maybe a month. Wow. When I was single, well, first of all, I started having sex at 14. And the reason why I had sex at 14 is because my father made sure that I was having sex and it was girls. All right. That's just who my father was at that time. You know, I, I was born in the 60s. So growing up in the 70s with a dad like that, my father wasn't having it i know today's age and time is different and i love my dad and if he was homophobic he was homophobic but he was not having any homosexual men he raised three boys and he was not completely fucking fucked that it wasn't gonna happen right and i know it's a different day and age and i know people are different but back then they had their phobias about homosexuality and things like that and i know my dad was dead ass wrong but he wasn't having it so he made sure that my brothers made sure that i had sex it was just going to happen. But from the time I first had sex, and it was a horrible, scary experience. I didn't know what I was doing. The girl had to put it in. I didn't fucking, I didn't use a, but she was like 17. I didn't use a condom. I could have got gonorrhea, syphilis, whatever. It was, it was anything was happening out there. But from that time, I think I'm right around where Ange is now. I went a year and maybe three months without having sex. And that's only because I had scoliosis and I was wearing a body cast. That's the only reason I wasn't getting it popping because I know when it came to that, I was making it happen. So Jen and I could talk about sex now from a married perspective, and you guys could talk about it from a single perspective. And Krista, you're in a relationship, and you're in a relationship too, Ange. Ange, why aren't you having sex right now? It's been a year and how long? Why why aren't you guys getting it popping? Um, I don't know. So the guy that I'm like dating, he just said that he doesn't want to have sex right now. Is that admirable? Like, because you know, at some points you get into relationships with men and it's not time and they're trying to push you into it. Like, you know, they just we just met, they want sex right now. They want I want fuck. I don't give a fuck if you ain't gonna fuck me, somebody else gonna fuck me. But you have a guy that kind of likes you and likes you beyond sex and now it's almost like it's you that want to have sex yeah i mean so at first i was like oh my god he's a gentleman yeah i was like this is different who i am as a person is different because you've never had that kind of thing before 
Right. Um. So that's how it was before. But now I'm like, okay, like let's get on it. Like you're you're <laughs> cute. I like you. You seem to like me. So right. So what was the holdup now? But he's still. It's kind of like the roles are reversed a little bit. You know, it's almost like you you just start dealing with a female, and she's like, well, I want, really want you to like me for who I am and know me as a person for who I am. And I don't think that sex would be a part of that. Let's just get to know each other a lot better. And now that it's a guy doing it, it's funny how y'all have the double standards because if you were doing it, you would be like, what? He needs to understand, right? He needs to, yeah, he, he needs to deal with it. You must really like him, Ange, because I don't know. I don't know. I might have to you move on. You see that? Because it's a double standard. So how do you deal with it, Jen? Um, my co-host on the Ed Love Morning Show, 104.3 Jams. Go to radio.com app and make sure you listen to us in the morning in Chicago. Jen, how do you find time? You have two young children. You have a three-year-old and a one-year-old, both boys. How do y'all find time between yourself and your husband to keep it spicy, to, to keep your sex life going? It's really hard. It takes a lot of effort at this point because there there have been times that we've gone a month and then we, we don't even realize it. We're like, when's the last time we've had sex? Because sometimes you're so tired that you're just passing out. So you really need to find time. You really need to put it out there. Like, he'll be like, oh, I'm banging you tonight. And I'm just right. like, all right, let's do this. And um, you got to keep it spicy. You got to be open to experimenting with each other. And trust me, that makes your love last. Because, um, you know, things can get monotonous. You can they get, get into routine, monotonous. right? You get into yeah. a damn routine. And that's what I was telling y'all. Remember, I was talking to y'all earlier, Krista, and I was telling y'all about how my wife and I, she got mad because I gave her the special and then I went to sleep on her. That's just ridiculous. Well, that's what I call going down on her, the special. Because oh, because we asked you earlier yeah, what the and special she really was. Loves it. She really, really enjoys it when I do that. And I do it. It's not like nothing special, but I like to call it the special. Because they say, and I've read a study that says spontaneous sex keeps you, your sex life sure. going. It keeps it going. So a lot of times... Where if she's just doing anything, I'd be like, come upstairs right now. I'm going to get you a special. And she'd be like, no, I'm watching. I'd be like, get your ass up yeah. these stairs right now. All I need is seven minutes. Let me, let's get this popping. So she dared me that I couldn't give her the special without Within having sex minutes. with her. No, without having sex. But oh. she was like, no, you know, we're going to be all up night, all night, and I'm tired, and we're going to be moving furniture. You know how you are and how I am with you. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to give you the special, and I'm going to sleep. Dream. And she was like, you can't do that. Dream. And I was like, are you challenging me? And she challenged me, and I did it. Even though I really wanted to tell her ass up, but I didn't. <laughs> I just went to bed smiling and laughing at her because she was mad as fuck. Because she was ready. Yeah, she got yeah. special. And she looked at me, you're really not going to give me no penis? I was like, no, you're not getting any penis. And I was just fucking die laughing. But Jen is right. When you've been with the same person for a long time, it can get monotonous. And right. you got to try to find things that you could do within your realm as a couple to keep your sex life spicy and to keep each other happy and you got to explore and you got to try different things and you got to pull over on the side of the road behind some tree somewhere and just fuck get it get it yeah you just you, 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 you just got you just got to yeah. do it now coming from your perspective krista where you're in a relationship and it's a long distance relationship right and i'm the same thing because i'm in chicago by myself and my wife is in atlanta how do you keep things Popping between you and my man Big Ronnie Ron. I gotta, I gotta keep it a hundred. I honestly think all of the sex that we had last year actually ruined our relationship. Really? Yeah, because we moved in together, and it was like 
a task. After a while, it became like, okay, if we don't do it today, then one person must be mad at, must be mad at the other person. It's like it, it became expected. And after doing that for after six, seven months, almost like every single day with the exception of a week of the month, you know, because you're yeah. monthly time clock. Yeah, and even and I, then and sometimes that, that won't even matter. I hate it. Isn't that the t- is that, am I wrong? But don't y'all get super fucking horny? Yes. Around that I time? I do. But those first three days, you know, I'm Jen? miserable. Jen, like, talking to the mic, Jen. Yeah. Talking to the mic. Yeah, you, you married. You used to having a mic in your mouth. I know. I can say that because that's true. You don't, okay. you don't get super the... horny around your no, I suffer. I suffer from PMS. So I'm like, don't touch me. Don't look oh, at me. I'm God. bitchy. I'm pissy. My husband would not have a problem with it at all. He'd be yeah. like, I don't care. I want you all the time. But no, I can't. You can't. Not at all. No, I do not feel desirable. I'm in pain. I have cramps. I just want to sit on the couch with ice cream and cry and watch Lifetime movies. Oh, damn. How about you, Ann? Do you get a little bit, a little randy around your time? I do. I love it. Um, As long as he doesn't care, like, you know, what's going on down there. I mean, I'm down to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Put that, hey, listen. You don't know how many. so much better. You don't know how many times I'm going to lay the towel on the bed. Okay. No, you don't do it on your period? I've done it before, but those first three days, y'all, I can't even be looked at. Like, yeah, I, my wife either. After, my wife cannot be looked at the first three days. Yeah. But when she just started what y'all call spotting, now, then I'm towards good. the end of that's it, like oh, the we let it go. Light. We that's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the red I'm telling you one thing, you cannot get the special, though. I am so no, well, sorry. Duh, Ed, duh. I don't eat red rice. That is I don't disgusting. run red lights, okay? I don't eat red rice. That's called something. There's a slang. It's called term. red rice. It's, what we call it? What is it called? The red dragon? I don't know. But no, it's funny, but not. But yeah, no. as I was telling you earlier, it just the consistency of it killed. So I think that's why we're doing so much better in a long distance relationship because every time we see each other, it's like the first time every single time, and it's right. like, oh my gosh, okay. And then we have to like force ourselves to have a regular conversation before we get it popping. So I I like oh, being oh, in a long is distance. Nice. Yeah. You got to force yourself to have a regular conversation. But you know what? For me, sometimes it's like we haven't seen each other for so long and the anxiety is there. It's so bad that I don't want to be horrible. So you got to kind of take, like you say, you take that chill a little bit right. unless, you know, I just came home on Friday. So let me sleep because I'm tired. And then we kind of work our way into it instead of just doing something that you expect. Right. You don't want it to become like it's a routine. Like, okay, I just came home Friday, so we have to have sex now. Right, exactly. it, it's got to be more of a natural type of flowing thing. Do y'all think that um, America has oversexualized things? Absolutely. How so? Speak on it, please. I think hypersexualization is a problem. I do. I'm, and I hate to, you know, get all biblical on y'all, but I actually went to like a class at my church last year in Atlanta. Shout out Victory World Church. Shout out Pastor Montel. Jordan, yay, yay. Yay, yay. Um, there's so much hypersexuality in music and TV. And I think with music having a lot of like repetitive courses and like having just a lot of repetition to where we start saying these songs She's over and over. She's a bad bitch. You are a bad bitch yeah. too. And it's almost like every female doesn't feel beautiful. Exactly. Unless they have that quote unquote bad bitch vibe. Bad bitch vibe or that bad bitch body, which is a falsehood. Right. And it's fake. And let me tell you something out there, young ladies, and and whoever however age you are, if you're listening. A real man, and I, I watch all your 
social media feeds and y'all always saying these niggas this, these niggas that. Okay, stop talking to niggas. That's number one. <laughs> exactly. All right? But a real man does not want that. He doesn't want it. You should be his private joy. You are not on display for every man to see. And I don't want to walk down the street with you with your ass sticking out halfway out your jeans because you got this big-ass, stupid-looking fake butt and your legs are skinny, your stomach is flat, and you got these gigantic fucking double-D tits and you're not wearing a bra, and now I have to argue and fight with every fucking dude that we come across because of your hypersexualization. It's yeah. not it's not sexy. And you're supposed to grow old gracefully. One day, you're going to be somebody's grandmother. What do you look like as a grandmother walking around with a fake ass? Take the note, all right? I'm not talking about getting a lift. I'm not talking about when you get older as a woman, yeah. when you want your breasts lifted yeah, a little bit. That could give bit. you self-confidence. Right. But we are living in a society now where I think, Looks and appearance are out. It's, it's more important than substance. And I don't think it should ever outweigh substance because I see all of these women that I know, all right, a lot of these quote unquote models on social media that look a certain way and you still ain't got a man. Like, I remember being single and being obsessed with, like, Brazilian waxes. I'll be like, would a man accept me if I was all natural, you know, especially being a minority woman? I feel like there's this pressure to be a certain way. You know what I mean? So it was the most traumatizing experience of my life. It hurt so much. I was like, never again. I was like, never again. But why though? Why do we do that to ourselves? When they wax you from the rooter to the tutor, right? Yeah, You have no hair. Everything. In the button oh no! So I, me and my homegirls got into a deep conversation about this last week. I have it's like divided. Fifty percent of my homegirls love it and need it, and fifty percent of my homegirls are like, "I tried it; it was painful. My man likes it foresty or torn down." So it's just like I don't. I'm in like a decision stage. I like, I like a little. I like a little shave. I tell my wife, shave it. I don't. I don't like all that 1970s motherfucking <laughs> shaft. See, pussy afro, you know. No, no, no. no, 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 no. But she don't have to. She don't have to wax it. She could just trim it down. Yeah, you can trim. You know, I don't need it baby bald. I don't want to feel like I'm fucking a thirteen year old. You know what I mean? I want it. I like a little something on there, but not too much. Yeah, I um, I got my first one when I was fourteen. I was on my oh. way. To, I was on my way. To, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I was on my way to Mexico, and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna be in a bathing suit. And yeah, you think 14's young, but I don't know, whatever. So I got one and I was like, okay, this is not bad. And then after that, I was like, I like how this feels. I like how this looks. I want to keep it like that. And I mean, the next time I had sex, well, the first time I had sex, I mean, he was like, oh, okay. So you're like, you know, you're, you're completely, yeah. yeah. I personally believe hair belongs nowhere on a girl except for maybe her head. I Whoa. hate hair. I have like. I have a, a phobia with hair. Like, I think hair is so nasty. So that's why I get them. And Underarm hair on a woman is not good. Yeah. No, yeah. no, for yeah. sure. Underarm, but do you ladies feel the pressure of what's going on with the, with the hypersexualization of America right now? Do you feel the pressure to look a certain way? Do you feel like you have to compete if you don't look a certain way? Because, you know, none of y'all wear a lot of weaves. None of y'all have fake asses or fake tits. Do you feel like that, Jen, or do you? Are you like shit? I'm married. I, I got me a man. Uh, yeah, I'm lucky, and I want to say it's a testament to my husband. Like he makes me feel beautiful every day. Like I know he desires me. He's like, oh my god, like you're everything I lusted over. So I got lucky, 
But um, I want to say like a friend, for example, she met a guy on Tinder and he's like, send me a full body photo of you. Mm. And he never hit her back up after she did it. So that makes me think, God, is this what's going on in society that nowadays that's the way we're communicating? And he didn't talk to her because obviously he didn't like her full body photo. And she's cute. Right. But he just didn't feel the full body photo. She said, let me send you a full body photo of you. Penis out, brother. All right. Um, are you so asking us the question about? Yes. Yes. <sighs> yes and no. Okay. Yes. I'll, I'm prideful and I'll say I'm all natural. I'm not worried about these bitches. Like I'm popping. I'm thick with it. But at the end of the day, like, you know, especially in the industry that we work in, like mm-hmm. we go to a lot of red carpets, we go to a lot of events and you do get that moment of like when a five foot nine bad Brazilian chick walks in and she's killing it. So you do have that moment of insecurity like, oh, my gosh, you know, here I am in my Afro and my dress from Express and she's killing it in her Gucci from head to toe. So, yeah, you know I why? Mean, maybe because sure. maybe because you we watch them come up. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like we 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 watch them. We watch them come up and then you you have to start thinking to yourself, well, do I want to come up? You know what I mean? You watch them and you work hard. Right. And, you know, I'm not to pick nobody out. And I'm not because I've worked with Portia before and Portia's very talented. But we watch Portia come up from Cordell Stewart's wife mm-hmm. to doing all of these things based on what she looks like. From Real Housewives, yeah. Right. Okay. And and then she's a sweetheart. And I've worked with Portia. I have nothing horrible to say about Portia. She's always treated me 100% with respect. It's the same way I treat her. But I think I call it the Kardashian effect. Absolutely. That's what I call it. And it's almost like if you're not getting naked, if you're not fucking on film, if you're not doing this, if you don't look this certain way, if you don't have this certain, you know, your teeth are not mm-hmm. perfect or you don't have the perfect boobs or the perfect ass or the perfect hair or the perfect eye shape or yeah. your eyebrows aren't perfect, it's like you don't mean anything. And I don't think I don't think that's what we want to teach our young yeah. women coming up. I've developed an insecurity over my eyebrows just because, like, I have to keep them done now because... You can literally go your whole face without wearing makeup. But as long as your eyebrows is popping, you can pull off a, you know, a, a non-makeup look. But I think, again, that's why I'm grateful for, you know, my boyfriend. Because he, I'm the one that gets insecure. Like, I'm the one that's, like, showing him pictures of, like, Chloe or, like, different pictures of women who I think are beautiful. And he's just like, babe, like, please, like. Look at this. Look at that. Like, but this is modulated. Chloe. This Chloe isn't real. keep a man. Ooh. You understand what I'm saying? Like we have, we both have a little bit of, of all have a little insecurities about us. Like I would love to, uh, you know, get lipo and get this gut out of here that I got, but I'm just going to work on it. And it, it has got to come in God's time. And I have done plastic surgery before. I had my nose fixed and I should have never. That is one of the biggest mistakes I ever made in my life is folding to my insecurity of getting my nose done. It was nothing wrong with my fucking nose. I just thought I had the biggest nose in the world. And it was what was happening. And I saw the what Patty LaBelle looked like. And, I, and Michael Jackson had his shit. I didn't want no Michael Jackson. But Patty LaBelle had hers done and it was great. And mine still need to be corrected because it got fucked up in the process. But that's fine. There's been plenty of people that had big noses that had made great strides in television and the film and everything else. And if I had to go back and do it all over again, I wouldn't because that's vanity. And I think we should be able to be happy 
to a certain degree of what God gave us. But I think now, days more than ever, our young people, you guys showed me a young girl on Instagram that had got her boobs done at 13. Like 13, and you're not even a fully developed woman yet at 13 years old. Like this shit is really out of control right now. It's just about how you look, how you look, how you look. You don't even have to have any fucking substance. But I'm noticing that the women who are natural, and I'm putting this out here because this is the truth. The women who are out here who are natural are the ones that I see getting married. And the so-called bad bitches are popping from one man to another man to another man. Because you know why? When you show people sex, sex is what they think about. When you show people that you're intelligent, you get the men who are interested in an intelligent woman. When you're showing your ass, I just want to fuck you. I don't want nothing to do with you. You, but you know what? Because I'm not even really thinking about you in that manner. I'm thinking of you as a sexual object because that's what you're portraying out there. And I know a lot of them women. I know a lot of them personally, and they just cannot get a man. And they always blame the man, and they say they want somebody that's real. But who's real and who's fake? If every damn thing, damn near everything on you is fake, your eyelashes are fake, your eyebrows are fake, your eye color is fake, your, your tits are fake, your ass is fake, your nails are fake, your toenails are fake, what's real about you? And you always, you always the one that's complaining about you want a real man. What's real? I'm quite sure, Jen, your husband had an opportunity to be a women, women like that, but y'all chose each other. Right. And I think vice versa, too. Like, he's really down to earth. He's not metrosexual. I just really like funny guys. You know, I never thought about the way you look. You need a six pack. And my friends that really put looks over character are the ones that are pretty much still single today. Right. And don't they say that you should just marry the kindest, a very kind person, a sweet person, a good person, a person that's going in in the same direction that you're going in. As a parent, Jen, how do you... Look at the over-sexualization of America when it comes to your boys. Oh, I dread it. You know, I saw this documentary once called Sexy Baby and how um, we're exposed to porn at such a younger and younger age. You know, all of our kids have phones. There's someone on the playground showing some porn. You know, how can I make sure my sons have a healthy outlook on women and what women are? Um, I worry about that. I pray on it a lot. I don't know the answer to that yet, but it's something I, I worry about greatly with this age in social media and being exposed to things um, so easily. As as women, do you find that what you're trying to put out there to, to stand up and be recognized as a whole woman, to stand up and be recognized as a non-sexual entity or non-sexual thing, for lack of a better word, because that's what a lot of women feel like men have treated them like for so long. It's just an object, a piece of meat, a thing there to fill our sexual desires, no matter how you feel about it. And there is a lot of women that's pushing toward that. The Me Too movement is a small part of that. That's about women not being assaulted and being able to do things on their own account without men having to assault them all the time. But do you feel like these so-called bad bitches that are naked are hindering what y'all trying to do as women moving forward positively. Or do you feel like Amber Rose saying with the, I, go ahead, speak on it, Chris. I, I, I see you shaking it's, your it's, head. Again, it's about parenting. I think that it's on the parents yeah. to keep it a hundred with their kids. Like 
me personally, I'm not going to encourage my kids to, to me, the Amber Rose thing is hypersexual. To me, it's like owning your slutism and slut shaming and this and that and the other. I don't care if it looks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, it's a damn duck. Damn if you right. dress like a slut, you over acting like you're a slut. You're going to be treated slut. like a slut. If you dress, it's, it's like, it's like to me, it's a, an equivalent of saying, I just dress like a nun, but I'm not a nun. Yeah, but I'm hypocritical, though, because I think Amber Rose is so bad. And if she walked in here right now, I would lose my shit. Like, yo, like, you're bad. Like, but when it comes to parenting, like, I don't know because I'm not a parent. Like, I see the way that she treats her son. It's beautiful. Like, she takes him everywhere she goes, but then there's this other side of the coin where it's like when he grows up, got, walk, when, when he grows up. What is he? Is he going to be ashamed or is he going to be embrace proud? it? Yeah, I don't or, know. Uh, uh, you know, mom, I, I grew up old school. My mama didn't do that. Mine didn't either. You know what? And I feel like my mom, my mom gave us the morals to move forward as men and to respect women a hundred percent, right? And to deal with a woman on the basis that they're an equal and that they're there to do a job, and you do the job and you don't put un, you know, you don't put unwanted pressure on a woman to feel your own sexual desires all because you're in a position of power over mm. her you don't do that every successful man always have a group of really smart women around them yeah. all the time and um power can be very attractive it's true a lot of women are attracted to a lot of ugly ass motherfuckers out there because they got power it's always been that either they got money or they got power either one so it's been that way for a long time, but when you take advantage of that, when you use that to your advantage of that, to take advantage or to even sexually assault or rape women, it's wrong. But I always believe that you can put yourself in a position for harm to be done to you. Amen. I do. I agree. I don't I don't mean to say that in a way. No, of, we're not saying that anybody deserves to be sexually assaulted. Right. I don't mean to say that, but I do feel that... I can't. I can't. I don't know how to word it. I, I don't know how to say word what you want to say. That's wanna, what a podcast is You have is to for. be cautious. Like you won't catch me getting completely hammered and then putting myself in a situation with multitudes of just dudes. I will never. I just. I, I can't. I have a fear tactic in me that just goes off. That just triggers myself. Like yo, that's not a safe situation to put yourself in. I'm not saying I'm setting myself up. You know to be. I'll raped, put it to you like this, and I'm gonna but, put it to you the way my father put it to me. My father says, you don't deserve to be shot. But if you stand on the corner where niggas is shooting, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to get shot eventually. If they shoot all the time over there or you're hanging out in a spot where known criminals are known to hang out and you have a choice not to hang out there, then when something happens to you, it's their fault 80%, but it's your fault 10 to 20%. And he used to always say, because you shouldn't be there. And he always told my sister, I only have one sister. He always told my sister, do not put yourself in a position for something to happen to you. Use your instincts. Use your common sense. And it's the same thing that I, you know, I tell my daughters. This is the kind of society that we live in. It. I have uh, four daughters. I always tell my daughters when they go to school or when they go out. When they go out with a guy, don't put your drink down and go to the bathroom. Never let a guy go to the bar that you don't know that's not, even if he's family. Or if he ain't your father or your brother, don't let him go to the bar, buy your drink, and come back and give it to you. You never know what people are putting in your liquor today. They might put rohifenol in your liquor. You know, you you don't know. So don't put yourself in that position. Don't go to a party, get hammered, and then all of a sudden you're the only female in the room. 
you get out the room. Yeah. Men need to be careful, too, because there's some trifling oh my women God. out here drugging people. I heard a story the other day about a woman uh, giving a guy Molly, and he didn't know it, and she thought it was okay because it was Molly. Like, it wasn't like a roofie or ecstasy. It was like a popular drug that, like, a lot of kids are taking nowadays, and he ended up, like— being taken advantage of it got put on social media wow and he just got blasted so like men need to, need to you know be cautious yeah absolutely well, for sure. absolutely we all need to be a little more cautious and aware of things that we're doing but this this hyper sexualization yeah. of america i kind of feel is, is is moving us away from our moral standards I agree. I mean, think about it. We have the word selfie now. You know, we're taking pictures of ourselves all the time. I mean, think about how much plastic surgery there is. I mean, women can even get new nipples if they want. Oh, that's ridiculous. Men to me. can get abs if they want. Men can get calf implants. I mean, this is the world we live in now. You know, they haven't to look perfected sexualized. the penis extension implant yet. Because as soon as they do that, I know a lot of men that's run that. <laughs> I think it's hard, too, and it's based on, like, people's personal experiences. So, like, in my last relationship, like, I was never called beautiful. My ex-fiance never wanted to have sex with me. So I think it's, like, now I'm, like, man, like, I want to change how I am for, you know, either this new guy or whoever I date after. Um I want to be called beautiful. I want him to be attracted to but me. But you now. are beautiful, Angie, and anybody that, no. that get what you should automatically know that you're beautiful. I think, you know. No, I know that. But once you're, once you're like, um, you know, like just used to this for so many years, it messes with your mind. And, 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 and then it you see these people you think that you're on not. the internet. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it makes you think that you're not. And, and you really are. And it's a damn shame that, you know, what we're doing now is all – reversed around how somebody looked and not any substance to it whatsoever. It's just like, oh, she looks good. Oh, he looks good. Oh, she's bad. Oh, he's bad. Oh, Bernice Burgos got this from Drake. So if I want to get to that status where I'm whipping something like that, that's you, you understand what I'm yes. saying? Yes, I do. And at the end of the day, it's just it's just material shit. And it really, and it really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It, it really doesn't. And I think one of the worst things that happened is – Kim Kardashian blowing off off that sex tape with Ray J. That's one of the worst things that happened because now there's a lot of women out there younger. They're not mature enough to understand yet. They they're not on the same level you are, Jen, yeah. as a mom and a wife and somebody who's getting by. They think that's the way to go. Yeah, these young ladies' minds are so impressionable, and I don't think that we realize it. For example, I have a best friend who's studying to get her principalship because she wants to be a school principal. Right, and she talks about all the time how. Literally 60% of the young women in her high school that she teaches at are experimenting with both sexes. Like, it's a normal, like, for her to walk down the hallway and see two girls flirting with each other versus, you know, a boy and a girl. And I, she says she has a lot of it has to do with, you know, the, the again, hypersexualization and, and acceptance of, you know, two girls and one guy. For example, Nicki Minaj is, like, a, a great... Example, you know, her last name is Minaj. And right. it's just sad because a lot of these young girls are accepting and okay being with a woman just to entertain, you know, a guy. And it, it's just, it's it's heartbreaking. It, it really is heartbreaking just sitting back and looking at our youth just like being out here for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, but. pretty much not understanding who they are or just or just absolutely chasing the fad, mm -hmm. you know? And you could say, you know, at this point in my life, I really don't give a fuck what you say about me because I'm mature, I'm a grown-ass man, I've been doing this for a long time, and I've been around for a very long time to have 
been able to observe the changes of life and the patterns of life change. And I know we all got to grow and we all change and things change. But when things start changing for the worse, those are the kind of things that we need to talk about. Yeah, we need to focus on it. Yeah, when sure. we become super sexualized to where everything is about sex and nothing is about relationship mm-hmm. anymore, then this is the kind of society that we live in when somebody used to be that people get celebrated when you see somebody get engaged and have a baby. But now you're seeing somebody getting celebrated as a celebrity because they're having a baby by somebody else and there is no fucking ring on their finger at all saying that I love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And you're having babies with dudes just because they who the dude is and they got all these other damn children. And it just doesn't make any sense because what we have to get back to talking about is the children. The children are everything. A baby is not a fucking puppy. It's not something that you're going to drop off to the kennel if you don't want it anymore. It's a human being that deserves to have a great mama and a great father. And how much more of this bullshit cycle are we going to take with these, oh, I'm having a baby with this guy. Oh, I'm having, and the dude just, he don't even really care. And you don't, and you don't care because if you cared, you would pick somebody smarter to have mm-hmm. a damn baby. With. I hear that all the time from my guy friends. Is as women, y'all need to watch who have y'all have sex with. Watch who y'all have a sex child with, with. Because if you end up getting a child, you are with that person not just for eighteen years, for the rest of that kid's oh, life. My, oh my! Who are you talking to? Yeah, you're going to be with that person, in communication with that person, dealing with that person, and somehow, some way. For the entire ever. ever. Mm-hmm. Forever. For the entire ever. My oldest daughter, <laughs> Tiffany, her mom moved on after things didn't work out for from us. And she had a son. He was going to school down in uh Virginia. He decided to do his little weed selling on the on the side, which he wasn't supposed to do. And unfortunately, when he went to re-up, he got killed. And that was tough for me. Because even though he wasn't my son, that was my daughter's brother. Mm-hmm. So I have to deal with that. And then her, and then her mom kind of went into a, a depression mode. And I still got to deal with her because she's dealing with her mother. And I still got to deal with her because I feel bad for her mm-hmm. because she lost her son. And it's it's just horrible. So even if you don't want to deal with them, you want to have to deal with them on some level. Mm-hmm. Some way, somehow, somewhere down the line, you have to deal with them. And women, you do have, you are the determining factor. You are. And they hate to hear it from me, but if a Yonla Van Zant tell you the same shit, yeah. you'll jump up and clap. You are the determining factor of whether a child lives or a child dies. You're the determining factor on what kind of life that child has going forward. You make the decisions, right? So if you're making that decision, then make the decision to either use an IUD or make the decision to make sure the man puts a condom yeah, on. Or be celibate. Or you can or be all back to the celibacy. Do you recommend that? <laughs> the rhythm method. Uh, I do. <laughs> the pull, I do. My pull-out game pull, crazy. Don't know pull-out game strong. No, I do recommend it. If, if you're having a lot of just complications in your life, rather it's weight, rather it's drinking, rather it's you know trying to figure out where you want to go in your life, one thing that I notice is when I abide by my flesh and what my body wants, that's I'm, that's what I'm focusing on right then and there. It's like, all right, as soon as I get off work today, I'm going to get it popping with my man. It is what it is. But when I took those six months off literally to just detox from just things that I could get instantly just to satisfy me, 
I ended up focusing more on like going to the gym and working out or, you know, writing a book or journaling more, going to church more. I was able to focus on things that were positive and don't get it twisted. I love sex. I'm a woman. I am a curvy woman and I love my boyfriend. I love his body. I'm a sexual person. However, it's it's a, a balance in life. Everything is about balancing and not overindulging. And again, with the hypersexual you know, society that we live in today, we literally see a different sign of sex every nine seconds. Like either we're thinking about it or it's in the music or it's on TV or it's on social media. So we're basically like on autopilot when it comes to like, it's okay for me to feel hypersexual because it's everywhere when really it's not like if you sit back and just realize there's so much stuff going on in the world that if I devoted this much energy to that, instead of, you know, getting it popping all the time, we could literally or or being made to feel like you're not good enough yeah like when you see like sometimes when you block it out when you become you know when you're celebrating you're not really focusing on sex or 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 being sexy or worrying about sex or something that has to do with sex you feel a lot better about yourself because you're not worrying about or looking at what other people are doing Mm -hmm. you're kind of concentrating on yourself but how do you how you what happens when you get horny we all get horny. Yeah, your flesh. I mean, we wouldn't be human. We're born with natural desires, but you have to, it's mind over matter. Like, I know that's just such a simple phrase, but that phrase, mind over matter, is very tough to is handle. Very, very, very potent. If you focus on losing weight over a six month time span and you just take it one day at a time, then you will hit your weight goal. It's the same thing with sex, it's the same thing with overeating. If you focus just, you know what, I'm going to take it one day at a time. I'm going to take it one day at a time because, you know, self-pleasure is is something that I personally couldn't do either because that was just a gateway for me to want to continuously have sex. But I have another friend who was able to be celibate for however long she was, but she was still, you know, pleasuring herself. So it's just it's it's catered to you and what you can say yes to and what you can say no to. But it's hard. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's very physically hard. But just like with someone quitting smoking, it, once you get past those two weeks, Initially, it gets easier. You never not want to not have sex, obviously. But at the end not of the day. Not if you had good sex. Exa- yeah, especially if you was getting your back blown out or something like that. But I think where your priorities lie, me personally, I needed that time off to refocus and, and realign my mindset. And again, I was detoxing from everything, from secular music to drinking to smoking pot to, you know, sex. And that just happened to be something that, I was just used to getting to, you know, you heard me earlier in the podcast talking about the longest I'd ever went without it was 30 days. So that six month time period really helped me reset and get back to where I needed to go. Now we have, we have all had, you want to say something, Angie girl? I do. So I think that's amazing. Um, But I think that it's a little harder because you did have sex and then chose to be celibate. What if he has a small penis? Then it's easier. No, but then you won't ever know if you're just celibate from the get. You know what I mean? I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you, Ed, like, would you, if you met a woman, you know, prior to, you know, your wife, love you. Hey, bro. But if you met a woman and she was like, listen, I respect you. You're a hardworking man. She's popping. She has it all. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but I, you know, took a vow of celibacy and I would like to wait till marriage. Like, what would you do? No, I'm not. I'm I'm not. uh, 
No, no I'm but sorry. just like what a, a vow until I'm married. Until I got a test drive that car. I don't buy no car without riding. The, like just right. like Angie said, like what if you finally you know get with this person, you find out they have like micro penis. Well, something. then I, you, you're, you're very more than welcome to see my erect penis, but I'm not definitely not waiting till I marry you. To have sex with you, no. Yeah, I, I think that's way hard because you can be like physically attracted to someone and all this stuff, but not sexually attracted. That's gonna ruin or not you. sexually compatible. Yeah, because some people, some people are great out of bed, but when you get in bed, you're like, oh, we really don't mesh. Wow. What about people though that were both virgins and decided not to have sex before marriage? Well, I mean, they do you feel each like other. they're God ignorant? bless them. God, God bless, bless them because I've been fucking. All right, so God bless them. <laughs> Okay, if I like you and I'm going to rock with you, like with my wife, it took a while for us to have sex because I was like, I'm dead serious about her. So I don't want to play. I don't want to treat her like the starting five I used to have before I was with her. I don't want to play with her. This is the real deal. So I'm going to take my time with this one. But eventually it's got to happen. Okay, but it's not going to be when we get married, then I find out that you don't do this and you don't do. No, I'm nasty, folks. Okay. I like, need what? everything. I'm nasty. Why can't you all get, wait until marriage? And no, then when you I all get married, you can figure out what it is that you like about because each other. Because she hasn't had sex. She hasn't. She's not had sex. But I she can have. grow with you as a man, I though. need you to know now. No, I need you to know. I don't know. I think it's possible for people to wait until marriage. I think if they're both virgins. Right, yeah. My I'm boyfriend and I shit. were able to wait, and we both had slept with each other last year, and then... Waited six months. Yeah, but y'all had popping already. Y'all had been popping. Y'all was living. So we together. knew what we were getting yeah, back into. Yeah, you already okay. knew what you was getting yeah, that's into. A tricky one. You knew it. Now let me ask y'all a question because mm-hmm. you brought up an important point about being able to be with somebody. And Jen, you're you're married, and I'm quite sure that we've had we all had sex before we were in love. Is in love sex better than in lust sex? Ooh, that's a good Ooh. question. Oh my god. Oh, God, that's so hard. Um, I think it's different. That's what your husband said. But doom. But up, I know. <laughs> I'm here on Thursday, um, Charleville. I don't know. I think lustful sex is hot and steamy. And love yeah. sex is a little different. Yeah. Um, but if I had to choose, I'd pick the lusty sex. I still have lusty sex, even though I'm in love and married. But I will pick lusty sex any day over love Because sex. I hear women say all the time that if my mind is in it and I'm really into you and I love you and I care for you and I hear birds whenever you come into the room. That ain't going to work after five plus years of marriage. You need the, <laughs> you need the lusty sex. <laughs> the sex is I've much better. I've been loving you. you. Think, Krista, is lusty oh sex God. better than in love sex? This is such a bad question. I don't know because, oh, I hope my boyfriend's not listening to this. Oh, he's going to listen to this. Oh, man. But you have both now because you're in love with him. I love my boy. Like, oh, my gosh. We make, it's nice. Like, it's great. But there's still, like, moments, and I just got to keep it 100, where I think about men that, not now, but I'm saying, like, just thinking about it since we're talking about it, where there was lustful sex and it was bananas. Like, I ain't seen you. Oh, what's up? You know, I'm in the city. What's good? I ain't seen you in a couple of years. And it's just bad. So I don't know. I can't. I, I think in love Ange, sex is think, beautiful, Ange? but lusty. Oh. Ange, what do you think? Lusty sex or in love sex? I definitely think in love sex is better. Okay. I don't know because you you really feel like this connection to somebody. Lusty sex, I think it's just like a hit it and quit it kind yeah. of thing. Um, 
Yeah, I think like if you're having lusty sex in the back of your mind, you're just like, okay, like this is good, feels good. And then once it's over, it's like, all right, well, like, am I leaving? Are you leaving? Like, am I going to talk to you again? Probably not. I don't know. So I think when you're in love, you just have like like this, I don't know, something in your stomach. It just like makes you want to like die in a good way. I don't think you want to die in a good way. I would like to recant what I just said. I agree with everything that Angie said. Look at when you want to die, she said, in, but in a good way. You'll just you'll Wait die. Wait till you girls are married, right? Yeah. What about you, Ed? Um, For me, because I've been there um, a lot, all right? I'm very experienced. I would say in love sex. In love sex is definitely because- So I'm the hoe she, here. She, okay. No, all right. We're thoughts no, together. Lust, hot love sex is not bad, but in love sex is really, really, really good because it can be lusty, and it is lusty. But you're in love with that person because you have that connection. You have that connection where they can, their toe can cramp and you'll both laugh and and fall off the bed. Or one of them, you know how you, you, you're you into it and maybe you just ate like an hour ago and you and Nick getting ready to get into it and, and he's doing it and then he burps. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, oh you know, with somebody wow. else, you're like, that's fucking Ew, disgusting. Why did you do that? Yeah, why did you do that? So I think in love sex is better because you share and you share more and you have that strong, strong bond with that person where, you know, you laying there, you can laugh about, all right, I got the rag last time. Who's gonna get the rag? I want a tuna sandwich. <laughs> you know what I mean? Any more tuna fish in the refrigerator? Somebody gonna make me a sandwich or close the door and then I'm naked. I don't give a fuck. You'll wake up, you get up and swing your dick and hit both of your thighs in front of them and they'll be like, You so nasty and you be like, I know, babe. You know, and you just having that fun that fun point with with each other. But and I don't think a lot of times, like Ann said, you get that with lust. You might lust after a person, and then after you finish, you feel dirty because you did it. And then you're like, oh, I really don't like the way he breathed. Or, you know, he's laying here with his fucking mouth open. Won't he just go home? Yeah. Or, you know, God damn, right. this bitch is snoring. Like, I don't want to sleep with you. I snore. You know, so that's the, I think that's the big difference. But we all lust. We all lust. So I'm going to ask you right now, right now, given the pass, Okay, all three of y'all giving a pass. Celebrities you would fuck right fucking now. You got five. <laughs> you got five. All right, I, I got tell five. you what. I think of one. If you got, got five, five you got day. give me the five. You got to tell me why. Easy. Go. Easy. No, no order. Number five, Michael B. Jordan because he's fucking Michael B. Jordan. No excuses needed. Okay. Number four, Drake because he's fucking Drake. Okay. No excuses needed. Number three, I'm getting it popping with a young. Can it be like an old person, but a young? I don't care. I'm getting it popping with young Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Sexy. I'm getting it popping with an old George Clooney. Okay. Popping. And number five would have to be Amari. Amari Hardwick. Amari from Hardwick Power. from Power. No question. I've seen his pretty, sex scenes. Pretty good. Pretty Amari. good. No question. And you don't yes. have to have five, Jen. You don't have to have five. I just all right, I'm gonna go with my first one, Channing Tatum. I know you guys have seen Magic Mike. He of course, has we've seen. Moves. We know Channing Tatum. Yes, he from, has from, uh, moves. Twenty One Jump Street. What? I'm gonna go with Ryan Gosling okay. because oh, I love the Notebook, and he looks like he. Keep, yes, Ryan Gosling yes. is, a, is a very handsome man. I'm gonna go with the Hemsworth brothers. Both of them. Both of them. Chris Hemsworth and his other, and Ryan. And this is gonna sound crazy, mm-hmm. but definitely Nick Cannon. 
Really? What? Yeah. I don't know. He looks like he's like really good he's in bed. No, I swear. I swear. You don't take Mariah's leftovers. If you one of Mariah's number one fans, you are horrible. Jen, Shh, don't tell her. Jen, well, she listens to the podcast. Go, Jen. Like, I'm going to say Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Ooh. Especially that one movie he did. Oh, I can't think of it. But that one like sex scene he did with the girl. Uh, what is it? When he was like a rich guy? Wolf of yes, Wall Street. Oh, after that, I was like, oh, you still got it, you sexy man. <laughs> so Leo's on your list, Jen. Oh, yeah. You got a pass from your husband, and you got Leonardo DiCaprio. You oh, take no, it. I don't think he'll, he's like only one Italian in this well, house. I, you know so. what? I'm a little bit kind of like Ange in the sense because, you know, I know this woman's ex. I would fuck the shit out of Nicole Murphy. If Nicole oh, Murphy... Beautiful. Michael Strahan, you know you're my man, 50 grand. But if Nicole Murphy comes that way and even gives me an inkling that I can get it, I'm going to take it. All right, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to have to get the pass from the wife and all of that, but Nicole she's Murphy is gorgeous. gorgeous. in a spitfire. She can, she can absolutely get it. And it's something sexy to me, and I think it may be them big-ass eyes, but Taraji P. Henson, it's, I've always thought she was gorgeous. I've I thought she was beautiful when she was dating my man Common. I've always thought that woman was absolutely freaking gorgeous. Okay. I, I, I've always thought so, huh? Paula Patton's not my style. No, nah, no, not my style. No, nah, not at all. No, I'd rather have Mariah than Paula, than Paula Patton. Yeah, I'd rather bang Mariah. I, I would tear Mariah ass the fuck up, okay? Oh, my God. And if you have to, if it's like the last, you have to. Like, you, you don't have a choice. You have to. Yeah. If you had to hit any one of the Kardashians, including the Jenners, which one would you do? You have to pick. Like, you can't not pick. Um, Chloe. Why? Because she's tall. She's more statuesque, and I think she got a lot more sense than the rest of them. I think she has been following... In what they're doing, but I don't see her like the way. What's the other sister name? The one you really Courtney. Know? Courtney is fucking fly too. Yeah, but I think it would be Chloe. Seems more down to earth. Kim seems. I don't. I don't want. I don't. You know. I know Courtney got a little track record too, but yeah. I don't really. And Kim seems like Kim she would be a lousy have, lay. Kim doesn't have to I've me. Yeah, she don't have to me like the resume. Yeah. Of good dick. You know, I don't like, fuck, no, I'm not fucking nothing, first of all, Kanye West fuck, because I don't, yeah. I don't even think he can put curves. it down. And Courtney, Courtney to like me, is more down to earth. She had the, the same two girls that's been her best friends or her best friends yeah. now, and I just felt like she's more, I think Kim is more Hollywood than, than Chloe is. So oh, if you said, I gotta, you said I got a bang, oh, yeah, I remember that. who got one, Chloe? Chloe yeah. Hey, I banged the shit out of Lamar. Chloe. I would bang Chloe to death. <laughs> And, and sport up. And I think that's their problem. I think the guys that they get involved with are a lot of young dudes that's never had no real pussy before in their life but to, until they became athletes. So they get open on the Kardashian shit, and they don't get sported the way I was sport. You see the way Jay sports Beyonce sometimes? Yeah. When I say sport, I mean the way he got his arm right around her neck. Right. Like, yo, come on. That's that Brooklyn, New York swagger shit. With our chicks. That's the way I handle my wife. That's the way I'd, I'd handle Chloe. Like, if I walked in the room and me and you was in the room and Tristan was there, I don't give a fuck if that's your your baby father. That nigga better hug you for like two and a half seconds right. and that's my limit before I'm up in his face. Like, son, you already, you know I'm here. Fucking, I don't give a fuck if that's your baby mother. 
Make your payments on time, my nigga. But when you see me, you respect me 100% and stop fucking giving her that extra hug or extra handheld right, shit. I'll smack you in your fucking face with this bottle right now. You say some dumb shit. That's how they need to be handled. They don't. They not handled the way. That's how Jay handles Beyonce. You not going to give Beyonce no extra hugs when Jay-Z is in the room. Except for LeBron. LeBron's allowed to give Beyonce an extra He's going to give a hug, a sisterly hug. <laughs> but, oh, you know, niggas, all right, she dated... Marcus Houston. Yeah. Marcus Houston dare not hug Beyonce no. and hold that hand no, and let no. it trail no, with no. Jay sitting right there. That ain't going to happen. And I'm telling you, that's the problem. That's, that's not the way they've been handled. And you know, you know what? Oh, who I can, know he's going to say. You know who can get into it? I know he's going to say. Let me say it. Who? Rihanna. Rihanna, definitely. Oh, my <laughs> God. Listen, I think, and I hope I'm not, and one day I'm going to ask Chris Brown this, all right? But I think Rihanna's probably the best lay in the industry right now. First Why do you of all, say that? first of all, she's Caribbean. That's number one. I don't know what that means, but right? okay. And, and she lived her life like a dude. Rihanna is a dude, yo. Rihanna will hurt your fucking feelings. She don't give a fuck. And what I respect about Rihanna is she fuck who she wanna fuck, and then she may not call you. <laughs> it ain't, it's you trying to find Rihanna. Rihanna be like, please, your dick was just mediocre. Please, bruh, don't blow up my DM. Ain't nobody fucking with you, cornball. Like, she will play you. She will definitely play. Rihanna is definitely, definitely on, on, on my list. Definitely. Without the shout of down. Since I saw that power scene, especially uh, mentioning, you know, Mello, you my man, but Lala, kind of fine. Lala, I remember Lala when we was working together in L.A., and I never looked at Lala like that. She was, she came on after me on the radio in L.A., and she was always like a little sister. She seems me. like a like a sweetheart, like the but girl she's next a great, door. She's a great person. She's a great person. She's a great person, and, and she deserves it. Damn, we've been talking for a long time, y'all. Hour yet? Yes, it has been. I want to thank you, ladies, for being so on the podcast good. today. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all coming on to talk about the sexualization of American sex and celibacy. We covered a lot of stuff today, ladies. And thank you all for listening to uh, the Kamud side, the podcast with uh, me, Ed Lover, and Jen BT and Angie Marie. And Miss Krista Homicide Hayes. I call them them other two, Angie and Krista, the morning lattes, all right, for my morning show. And don't forget to check us out, 104.3 Jams in Chicago or on the radio.com app, 1043, excuse me, I said 1034. 104.3, that's what it is, 104.3 Jams. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about your ass next Monday. Be good if you can't be good. Be careful if you can't be careful. You should be. Just wear a condom anyway. Till the next time we ride and slide together at Lover, Jen BT, Ange Marie, Krista Hayes saying God bless each and every one of y'all. Always remember, I give you the good shit. And never the bullish. That's right. You can say shit. Oh, I can say shit. Bullshit. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Jen, right here. Oh, come on, son, the podcast. All right, take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. I was like, never the bullshit. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast.